a stranger with a gun came upon two teens taking pictures under a rising full moon. But violence is only the beginning of this story. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are. And this is a big one. I'm Amy Donaldson, and I've spent my career talking about how lives are undone by violence. The Letter is a podcast about how lives are remade. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Let's get moving with Maria. Inspiration to spend a few minutes each day to get moving on the small things that can make a big difference in your life. Thank you for joining me today for Let's Get Moving. Today we are talking about the health benefits of yoga, and with me is Jane Killian. She is a beginner's yoga teacher and a personal trainer, and thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. So first of all, and just start and talk about your passion for yoga. I know that you do every every type of physical activity, but why yoga? It's a funny story. I was very resistant for many years because I am a personal trainer. I've always been very sporty and I like fast action. I used to do CrossFit and all those things. And I was always resistant to yoga, even though everyone was like, you need to do yoga. It's so good. It quietens your mind. And I'm like, my mind is too busy. I don't want to slow down. It's going to be so boring. And I was very resistant for years. And it's funny because what I've learned is that the people that say that and say it's too slow and I don't want to be quiet and my mind can't handle that are the people that need it the most. (laughs) So I started doing it for a few years, just on and off, not like very, I was going to say competitively, but you know what I mean? Like (laughs) people are just like regularly going. Uh, I just go once a week. I wasn't doing that three to four times a week. Um, And I really started to enjoy that side of it, that I couldn't look on my phone. Because if you go to the gym, you can look on your phone, you can scroll, you can kind of do all the things you shouldn't do. And you can be like very unmindful and just rushing around like we do every day. So I really enjoyed that aspect where you can't be on your phone, you have to be present, you have to focus on yourself. So it almost, instead of being a body thing for me, it became a mind thing. And I got kind of addicted to that peace and stillness, even though it is the opposite of what I thought I wanted and who I am and what I needed. And something happened in January 2021. I just had this bee in my bonnet about doing a yoga teacher training. And I just, it's almost like I got, I'm very spiritual as well. It's like I had this divine guidance that just this thought that popped into my head and I just couldn't get rid of it. It was like, I need to do this and I need to focus on beginners because no one is focusing on beginners. You kind of go, oh, let's start yoga. Okay, but how? Um, so for me, it was that there is a need for a beginner class and people weren't doing it. So I decided to fill that gap. And I, honestly, it was the best little voice that popped into my head. And I'm so glad it did. There's not much in life where you can feel accomplished every day. And I think it is such an important such an important part of who we are and who we should be and on our journey to self-love is being able to accept ourselves and be proud of ourselves and we need to do that every day but if you aren't feeling accomplished in the little things or the exercises that you do it's not going to help you on that longer journey of finding yourself again so yoga for me has been such a good tool to break through to women that maybe they have never been interested in yoga or they've never found it accessible because no one is focusing on the beginners and they're too intimidated to go into a class. I have found that I've been able to make it more accessible and more down to earth. Like, can we bring it down to earth? Can we make it 
a little bit more accessible and fun and a little bit more relaxed. Like my, my, my teacher, she kept saying when we were all so panicked about our exams, she was like, just relax. It's just yoga. <laughs> you know, because it, it feels like something huge when it's actually just a modality that we all need to tap in for mindfulness. Right. It's kind of that voice in our heads, though, that always tells us we're not good enough, no matter what it is that we're trying to do. But I want to go back to a couple of things that you touched on. First of all, should people think about yoga as being exercise? You've talked about how great it is for our mental health, but is it actually good exercise? Are we getting more fit when we do yoga? Coming from a personal training background, for me, there's like this perfect balance that you could do where maybe, and people have asked me before, and I'm like, well, my body personally, if I could walk twice a week, do yoga twice a week and lift weights one to two days a week, like ended all in like maybe a five day span, have two days off, that for me would be like a perfect all round program. But when you're doing yoga, you are feeling the burn. Like if you are holding that warrior two in that position for five breaths, it is like doing lunges. You are lunging into your front thigh. You will feel the burn. So it is a form of toning as well. You are working the muscles. You are balancing on one leg and tree. So it is a workout. And some people go to yoga three, four, five times a week. And you do get that more elongated look. So longer and leaner, whereas if you're going and doing weight training classes and things like that, you're shortening the muscles when you're doing resistance training. So this is a different look. But if you're going for overall health, if you are wanting to tone, which I think generally most women, we just want to tone and we want to be less like flapping around and we want our <laughs> muscles to be a bit more toned up. But toning generally is actually working muscles. It's just that we're not adding a huge amount of weight and resistance to it. So we're still working our muscles and we are making your muscles bigger, but you're doing it in a body weight form. So you're not having those huge weights and resistance. So it is a workout, but also it's a work in. It is harder than you think it is in that way. When I first started, I was like, wow, this is harder on the mind. And it took me a while to actually focus in that way and just let go of control. But also holding your arms up for 10 breaths, it is against gravity. It is not easy. And so I've got to the point now where I'd rather hold that pose than do walking lunges at workout. (laughs) So talk about that voice in our head then that says that we're never good enough or we're not fit enough to do yoga. How do you inspire beginners? Like tell them that doesn't matter what their weight is. They, They can actually do yoga as well as others. Yes. And one of my favorite yoga teachers um, back home that I actually started with, she she always says yoga is for everybody. So, you know, you'd be like yoga is for everybody. But when she writes it, it's every body. And that's the thing is, and I love seeing on Instagram all the different yogis around the world, doesn't matter what size you are. I love that it's a non-judgmental place because I have very tight hamstrings. I played field hockey growing up. Um, and so I have to bend my knees in downward dog. I can't straighten them. I have to bend them and everything. And I always tell all my students that and make a joke about it, but I can do a back bend, but you can have the perfect downward dog, which is literally on my vision board, <laughs> but I, you know, and I can't do that. So the, the beauty of it is that everyone is different. Everyone's strength is different. Everyone's flexibility is different. Everyone's background is different. You could have someone in the class next to you that is a millionaire and you could have someone that 
literally this is like their last money for the week, but that is a class that they love and they need. And it just kind of makes everyone on, on an even playing field because what you can do, I can't do, but what I can do, you can't do, you know? And I think that is the beauty of it is that our bodies are also different and they react in different ways. Um, so it is also up to us as teachers to remind people. So what I say is at the beginning of class, I'll be like, watch the words that you're using in your mind and in your head, because your mind is always listening to what you are saying. So if you fall out of tree, don't say, oh, my balance is terrible. I have terrible balance. Just say my balance is improving and start saying all these positive affirmations that your mind starts to believe. And like I said, it's just yoga. It's not that serious. If you today are falling out of tree five times, I just laugh at myself when I fall out of something and I just have a little giggle and I move on. But it's so important to be kind to yourself and to say such positive things all day, every day, if you can. It's like a little reminder. I set little reminders on my phone to pop up during the day. But just to be kind to yourself, because do you really want to go through life hating on the body that you have or hating on your balance or you know, hating on everything about you when you are literally here in this body for one life. We don't have time for that. We only have time to be kind to ourselves and to have fun and to, you know, be the best version that you can be without berating yourself on a daily basis. I know a lot of people listening right now would think, uh, I need to move to Portugal to be with you to uh, be doing yoga. Um, What you're saying is so important. Um, Also, what about age, though? You talked about every body being different and every age is different. Are you seeing more young people? Because I'm seeing more older people Mm. doing yoga, maybe to improve their strength and uh, that positive body image for sure. But are you seeing more younger people as well? I mean, what, what what does it look like to you? So for me, I have a 67-year-old, a 71-year-old, a 40-year-old, a 45-year-old, um, and like mostly my clients are like 35 and up. So I've been having a lot of older people. It depends also on that, I think, on the teacher, who the teacher attracts, because maybe you attract similar age people. It's also who resonates with you. The older you get the less you care about what people think about you and you, the more you care about what you think about yourself and being healthy for yourself and getting your mind right. And, you know, when you start getting your mind right, your body comes right as a default, which is what's happened with me when I was a personal trainer for so many years. And I was always focusing on clients and helping them with the outside. And then suddenly like 2018 things shifted for me and I started becoming a self-love coach and doing everything from the inside out. It's like, what's this major flip? And for me, I kept telling them the thing is when you work on the inside, the outside changes just naturally. It's not because you're trying anymore. It's just because you're loving yourself more from the inside. Then when you, you know, you're going for walks, listening to a podcast because you want to walk and give yourself that time. And then by walking, you are, you know, burning calories and by default, then you start losing the weight. So focusing on the inside instead of focusing on the outside is the easiest way to actually change the outside in a kinder way because you're not focusing and obsessing about it so much. You're doing something because you enjoy it, not because it's a chore. Let me go and walk and let me celebrate my body and just go for a soulful podcast walk, you know, just to have time to myself. Whereas when you're trying to go, let me go to CrossFit or let me go do this and that. I need to punish my body to get my body to change, to, to love my body, to love myself. It's not going to work because you're just going to hate the time and it feels like a chore. 
it is a mindful practice and it really is something that can help you in your day-to-day living because it just regulates your nervous system and allows you just feel a lot calmer and kinder as well. Right. Talk for just a minute about the strength that you gain when you actually are doing this kind of toning and holding some of those poses for longer and longer and longer. Two friends taking pictures of the rising full moon on a summer night. Two teenage kids doing what teenage kids do. When a stranger with a gun and a death wish changed everything. It was violent. It was senseless. And I will never understand it. I will never accept it. I'm Amy Donaldson. And unfortunately, we're all too familiar with stories about how violence shatters lives. But what we rarely see is how they are rebuilt. In a new podcast, The Letter, we relive tragedy, but only so we can hear the rest of the story. The struggle to reclaim lives, the realities of grief, and the possibilities of forgiveness. I believe in miracles. Sometimes I thought, there are no miracles. Yeah, there are, and this is a big one. Follow The Letter at theletterpodcast.com or wherever you get your podcasts. Well, I think that we all know when you've gone to gym and maybe you've had a trainer or you or you were at school and you had to do like a wall squat and you had to hold, you all lined up in a line holding against the wall in a squat. Like it's not the most pleasant experience. Or if you're holding plank and you're doing like a plank challenge, that's a static, that is a static movement that you're actually holding. <laughs> and it is not easy. And you do start feeling the burn. Your muscles are working, they're contracting, they're trying to keep you up. And the same thing with yoga. So if you are in tree or warrior, so even if you're in tree and I say this to the the ladies, like obviously because I'm like a mindset coach and a self-love coach, I'm very aware of um, everything we say in our head. But when I know when you are balancing on one leg for tree, you are freaking out because your foot is suddenly, those little muscles under your feet are working like they've never worked before because they're not used to doing this and they're not used to you being on one leg. So in your mind, you could be like, oh my gosh, I'm going to fall over. Oh, this is so hard for me. Everyone else looks like it's so easy and my foot is freaking out and I can see it's just moving. So I'll even say to them, like your little muscles in your feet, those little accessory muscles are working. They're waking up now. So if you feel like they are working overtime, it's fine. They're doing their job. You're waking them up again. And then that whole leg that is holding you up on one leg, that whole thigh is just like contracting and holding you in that space. And then your arms are either up like tree branches in a V shape or they're at heart. But the key with that was, here's a tip for all of you. The key when you put your hands at heart, you're not hanging out. You need to push your hands, the palms into each other. So it's an active pressure and that actually works into the chest which, I mean, I never used to do that. Before I did my teacher training, I just used to let my hands hang out. But you need to push them into each other. So you're actually working your arms as well. So you are holding these things for five breaths, 10 breaths. It depends on the teacher really, or depends on the class. But if you think about warrior two as well, or even high lunge, your your hands are up towards the sky. If you are holding your arms up above your head for five to 10 breaths, and they're slow breaths, it's not quick breaths. It is, a, it is a static contraction. You are holding your body up. 
gravity wants you to pull them down I mean you will you'll want to just drop your arms I've had to do warrior two in a in a class and I've had to actually like bring my arms down to prayer for a little bit and then take them back out uh, you are you are contracting your muscles your muscles are working it's not just you know going and lying in shavasana which is that corpse pose at the end of the class it is way more of a workout than you actually think it is when you try yoga so if you haven't tried it before and you don't think that it is a workout then it's a good it's a good place to start and it's a good place to try I'm laughing because my best friend has been doing yoga for quite some time and we just returned from a trip to Europe and every place that we went where we took pictures together, we did a yoga pose. And you can definitely tell the difference between the beginner and the expert in the poses, but they were super cute, super funny, kind of endearing to share with folks, um, even though I definitely... Okay, I'm I'm getting into my negative mindset. I just didn't look as well as she did in some of those poses, but they were they were super fun. But it's cute. I love doing that. Dancer pose or I always try and do like a dancer or a tree or something around because it just is cute and it's fun and it just made you you laughing now. So if anything can make you laugh about memories, that's important too. Right. So for beginners, how do we inspire them and where would you tell them to start? Where would they look for a really good yoga teacher? I mean, you're talking about, you know, really you do gain a lot more strength Uh, if you do the poses correctly. So where would they start? So I would look to, there are a lot of free yoga classes that you can look up on YouTube. I love it. Yoga with Adriana is really good. Most people recommend her. Um, There are, I'm sure there are classes where you are. Just make sure that you go and find out. They'll all say that it's for all levels but you know ask do they break it down is it actually a beginner class like do you have an intro class and just be aware that vinyasa is a flow class so that's where you're going to just flow the whole way through if you want to do a slower class that you learn each pose more slowly then that's more of a hatha practice there is also a yenga yoga which is also slower and they use a lot of props so they'll use chairs and straps and blocks as well So if you want to Google those different ones and maybe see pictures and see what resonates with you um, or even just going and trying, I think a lot of yoga studios have like a trial class that you can go to. Um, It depends if you're an online person or an uh, in-person person. Uh, I've recorded like a beginner yoga program that is self-paced and people can do online. Where would they find that? On my website. So it's unselfishlyme.com and then it's under the courses section. Um, or if you are listening here, you can just message me on Instagram and selfishly be, and I will happily um, send you anything that you need. Um, so yeah, I did that because a lot of my friends were in different cities and in different countries, and they're like, I want to practice with you. How can I? So I thought I'll just pre-record stuff, and it shows you exactly how to do. I, I teach it exactly how I teach classes in person, mm-hmm. and then I plan to update that now while I'm here, record the next section. So then it becomes more like beginner, intermediate, and then intermediate. So once you've learned the um, the poses. So that's my thing is I always say to people, I don't want you to stay with me forever. Like I would love to teach you, teach you until you are comfortable to go to a different class. Like if I just keep getting like an influx of new people, then I'm I'm fine and fine with that too, to release them out into the world. (laughs) 
I think online is great for some people who are maybe more uncomfortable and do have that kind of negative voice in the back of their heads. But I've also noticed that there is a huge yoga community and people love to do yoga together and they inspire each other and just all the positive affirmations that they give each other really seems to make a big difference as well. Yes. And then you, if you start going to a class you and you go the same time, the same week, you kind of learn about the people around you. I remember when I used to go, when I first started, we were known as like the back row. And then like four of us, it was a mom. Um, so it was a mom who and her two daughters who are similar age to me. And so it was just the four of us at the back. And then we became Facebook friends and it does create such a nice community and you get to know each other. And it's that familiarity, which is also really nice. You arrive at class and you're like, hey, hi, and everyone knows each other. And you kind of have your little spots, your same spots that you go to. So it is really nice to find your your tribe and your community as well. Do you find yoga is a morning thing or an evening thing? Or does, is that even a thing? I mean, can you just do it anytime? Yeah, I do find that it depends on the country maybe, but I do find that the after work classes are maybe more popular. Even in South Africa, they were more popular. The early morning ones, not as much. I would teach three afternoons like after work and then I would did one 6 a.m. class because it's very hot where I stayed. Um, but here in Portugal, it's also people really only get going at 10. I'm used to like people starting work at eight. So I'm kind of like a two hour. My brain is still like two hours early where if people wanted to do 6 a.m., I'd be happy to do 6 a.m. Right. But I do like 9.30 here, uh, which is like an after, after school drop off time. Uh, so it's very it's strange to to notice those in the different countries how it's different, but I do think it's an after more of an after work thing. For most people, maybe it's the de stressing and they just go straight from work, go there and go home. But the benefits of doing it in the morning are that you are just so much more calmer for the day because it does regulate your nervous system and it keeps you a lot calmer. And when you are more calm and not triggered, you are responding to people and stimulation throughout the day instead of reacting. So it really does calm you for the day. So if you can do it in the morning, I mean, even if you do, if you learn how to do a sun salutation, which you can either just Google it or you can do my course. <laughs> Then you, even if you did two sun salutations when you woke up, just by while your tea is brewing in the morning or what, you know, that just helps to reset you and start you for the day and just get you on that grounded, calm, you know, way. And then if you want to go and do a class after work, then that's perfect. But if you could just do a little bit of that in the morning, even it'll take you literally two minutes um, to do that. So if you bring tea or coffee, it'd be so nice. Even if you're in the kitchen on the floor, just do like two rounds of sun salutations just to ground yourself and get yourself moving, but in that like calm way. And then yin yoga is also really good, but that's holding the poses a lot, stretching out, and it's very, very calm. That is more, I think that as an evening practice would be beautiful because you would just want to go get in the bath or the shower and get straight into bed afterwards. <laughs> I needed that last night for sure. Jane, any final thoughts that you'd like to leave people with? Your body is beautiful. And if you want to love your body, you need to love the one that you're in already because it is the only one that you've got. So stop fighting with yourself and start loving yourself more. And you can do that through movement. And the quickest way to get out of your head and into your body is yoga. That's what I've found with my 15 years of experience of all different types of exercise is that is the beauty of it. Get out of your head and into your body. So if you're feeling anxious, depressed, nervous, 
whatever you're feeling, start doing yoga because it will change your life. Remind people again how they can find you. So I am Unselfishly Me on all channels um, and platforms. And my website is unselfishlyme.com. Jane, thank you so much for spending a few minutes with us today. Thank you for having me. With me today has been Jane Killian. She's a beginner's yoga teacher and a personal trainer. And you can find out more about her at unselfishlyme.com. Thank you for listening to Let's Get Moving this week. Make sure to subscribe to the podcast on Spotify, Apple, or wherever you get your podcasts. And follow us on Instagram and Facebook so that you can stay updated on all of our latest episodes. It's the story of an American held in a dark Venezuelan prison. Then all of a sudden, they all kind of lined up. They pointed their guns at me. And this is the point where I thought, I'm going to die today. I'm Becky Bruce. I spent a year working on Hope in Darkness, which now has more than 2 million downloads. Find it on kslpodcast.com or wherever you listen to podcasts.